Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to the most must-hear podcast, Big Mouth, Small Words, Sports Talk. Let's get into it. Now, I'll just recap real quick. Lock of the week, Patriots. That equals 2-1, and one, baby. I was correct. So I'm 2-1 and one on the season. I went 10-5 and five on picks last week in the NFL. It's looking like I'm going to go 9-6 and six this week. So it's a little rough on the picks. I'll be better. Don't worry. Listen, a lot of things to get to. I, I got to talk about a little bit about UFC 229. I got to talk a little bit about the Boston Bruins home opener today. Uh, they, as, as a matter of fact, I think they've already scored. So it's up one nothing. That looks good. I got to talk about the NFL. Who's fake and who's real? A little new segment I'm going to do now. Watching some of these games. And uh, the Boston Red Sox. I, I have not yet talked about them. So you know what? I'm going to start with them. First time on Big Mouth Small Words. Boston Red Sox. So they're, they're through two games now. Game one, Chris Sale goes out. A lot of questions about him. The injury, everything. Goes five innings. Gives up five hits. Two earned runs, two walks, eight strikeouts. I wish he could have done a little bit more. I wish he could have got another. I wish we could have got another inning out of him. But, I mean, hey, all things considered, not bad. The offense gets five runs three of which coming off a three-run bomb by J.D. Martinez. The bullpen tried to lose the game, but uh, they figured it out. Kimbrell got three strikeouts. He also gave up a run as well, but we went at 5-4, to four, not very convincing. I was terrified for game two, and guess what? Shame. Bell rings. Shame. Bell rings. Shame. My good God. David Price, you gutless bum. He goes less than two innings. He gives up three runs. Could have been way worse. Could have been way worse, okay? Um, The bullpen keeps the Sox in the game. Joe Kelly was fantastic, which you'll never hear me say again probably. Um, The thing with the Yankees is, and this is just a quick thought of mine, they seem to crush pitchers that throw 94 and lower. But once you throw that real cheese, that real heat, all right, they can't handle it. So, I, I mean, a guy like Joe Kelly, where he would usually get smashed, he, he looked pretty good. Sale was keeping his numbers above 95. He looked good. Price, piece of garbage. My God. But you know what? Other than Price, this is, this is what I'm talking about here. We let up six runs total in this game. We end up losing six to two. Where was our offense? I mean, Mookie Betts, zero for four. Ben Attendee, 0 for three with a walk. Martinez, one for four. I could go on. I'm not gonna. We got five hits in this whole damn game. I mean, this is what everybody was talking about with the Red Sox to start, where they were like, yeah, you're winning all these games, but you're putting up these huge numbers, and in the playoffs, you're not going to be able to put up these huge numbers. And that, oh, that was proven to be true in game two. So, I don't know. I know that David Price put us in a hole early. I get it. But that game was very winnable. And we didn't show up, and that's pathetic. We're at home. So now the next tour in New York, oh, man, we've got to win game three. If we don't, I do not like our chances. So those are my Red Sox thoughts. I <laughs> I am terrified for them. Um, but, yeah, so those are my Red Sox thoughts. I'll do a little dual. I'm going to talk about this UFC 229 now. I went four for five on my main card picks. If you don't already, I'm going to, sorry, shameless plug here. Uh, big mouth, small words, 
podcast on Instagram. I I throw a lot of stuff up on there if you don't already uh, have it. Um, but yeah, I was right about four out of five. The only one I got wrong was McGregor, and I that was me betting with my heart and not my head. I said that in the other podcast. Khabib pretty much did what I thought he was going to do. But anyway, Derek Lewis. This is I don't want to take away from any of this. This is Derek Lewis had the best post fight interview of all time. This dude is getting the bag beat out of him. All right, the whole fight. 10 seconds left, he goes, yo, Pat bet on me. I got to do this for his wallet. He throws the right hand from hell and just bang, fucking lights out, destroys the guy, destroys him. And then he goes on, says he's going to smoke weed with Rogan. He legitimately takes his pants off, says his balls are hot. I mean, this dude is no joke. I love him. He is now my favorite fighter. He's the greatest person. I love that. That was absolutely hilarious. I hope he goes on Joe Rogan's podcast soon so that I can listen to him talk more. Um, Tony Ferguson versus Pettis was probably the best fight of the night. It was a fucking brawl. I mean, both guys didn't want to quit. Both guys didn't want to lose. Get a little bloody. Uh, Pettis hurt Ferguson pretty damn bad, and I thought he was going to finish him, but Ferg, man, he he finds a way to to get back in there and and touch him up. He there's no doubt that Tony Ferguson was the better fighter uh, from date from the from the get go. You knew from the first second to the last second of that fight that he was the best fighter. Pettis almost caught him and stole a victory, but at the end of the day. Ferg is the best, and he'll probably be getting the next title shot, I would say, seeing as how he shouldn't have even lost his belt in the first place. Then you go McGregor and Khabib. Oh, God, it should be a great day for the sport of MMA. It really should, and it's it's really aggravating that it's not because this fight lived up to the hype. In my eyes, it lived up to the hype. I mean, Khabib goes in. McGregor does a great job in the first round of kind of stuff in the takedown. I was almost about to be shocked because I really thought he was going to find a way to not get taken down. But Khabib ends up getting him down, but he does no damage in the first round. The first round was very whatever, but he did what he wanted. He tired Connor out. Second round, he really started to tire him out more and more and more. Got the takedown, started. He gets a big, I believe in the second round was when he hit him with that big overhand right on the feet. And Connor could not believe it. I could not believe it. Don't act like you could believe it because it was fucking insane. So he, he drops him a little bit, takes him down, and then he starts just pounding him. I mean, my good God. he I can't believe he didn't finish him. He was pounding the shit out of him. Um, so easily it's 2-0 Khabib. Then in the third round, McGregor starts touching him up on the feet. Khabib was standing with him. He stuffed a couple takedowns. I mean, McGregor was starting to make it a fight, no doubt. It was it was getting exciting to watch. Then we get to the fourth round. You start thinking, hey man, maybe McGregor's gonna take maybe he's gonna find a way to grind this out at the end. And then Khabib says, nah, I'm gonna take him down and then I'm going to literally crush his face. Cause no, he did not have the neck. I know a lot of people are like, oh man. How do you lose to a neck crank? Well, I mean, Khabib was probably snapping his jaw in half, and he was like, I'm fucking dead. So that fight, legit. I was If the, if the night ended right there, I would have been happy with it. But Khabib ends up fucking seeing one of McGregor's guys, and he, he like he, I hated everything Khabib did here. I got to be honest with you. I, I fucking hated it. He holds the choke for too long on McGregor which I can't stand. Tito Ortiz did it to Chael Sonnen when they last fought. I can't stand it, man. You guys have the opportunity. The only sport where you really have the opportunity to settle it 
You, you fucking won, Khabib. You beat him, dude. You beat him down. You did exactly what you said you were going to do, okay? And the fight was over and it was won. And then you feel the need. You got to jump over the cage and you got to start attacking people. And you got to, like, dude, I understand that Connor went over the line. He said some shitty things. A lot of people say shitty things. A lot of people do shitty things. It's part of the game. He's trying to get in your head. And clearly he was in your fucking head, dude. Because this, this cannot happen. You are a representative of a damn company, man. I work for a company. I can't come in and do whatever the fuck I want. And you shouldn't be able to do whatever the fuck you want. Okay? I cannot stand the way that he acted. Not only is he on the outside doing all this shit. Then a couple of his thug buddies, Russian guys, jump in the cage and start jumping McGregor. Three guys throwing fucking body shots and hitting McGregor when he just went through a four-round war. It was an absolute joke. There were so many eyes on the UFC. And I know people want to act and people want to say, hey, man, you know, it's still okay for the sport. Like, there's some serious drama. Guys, this is not the WWE. I like the WWE, but it's fucking fake, and I know it's fake. This is real shit. This is the UFC. This is the ultimate fighting championship. What the fuck are we doing? here it really pisses me off all these people trying to justify what Khabib did saying oh yeah well he only did what he did because McGregor made it personal shut the fuck up he's a man he knows what he did he knows that like everybody has a fucking choice okay and he made his and he made a mockery of the fans he made a mockery of the sport and it's an absolute joke I've been watching fighting my entire life. I am a fighting fan and it has been so long. People seem to forget. You know how long it took to get the UFC on the damn map? How long it took for people to take MMA as a legitimate sport for ESPN to start covering a little bit of it? Like it really is aggravating. People just don't understand how big of a deal this is horrible for the sport. It was horrible. I hated it. Khabib, you are an absolute joke. Michael Bisming said it best on Fox Sports 1 right after everything was over. He said, dude, you fucking blew it. You went in there. You, you, you didn't fucking say anything for all the, pre, all the pre-hype shit. You, you stayed calm and you won the fight and you won the belt and you're undefeated, dude. You are about to get the strap around your waist. You did the hard part. Now all you had to do is ride off into the sunset. You know what you should have done, bro? If you really wanted to piss off McGregor, you should have had one of your guys have a proper 12 Irish bottle of whiskey, pour it on the fucking dude's head, pour it in the middle of the cage and go, this is my fucking cage now do something like that man like don't be attacking other people you're not above the law i this shit is just turning into a circus and i don't like it. i'm sorry i'm getting fired up about this which by the way make no mistake about it mcgregor doesn't come out of this like unscathed that listen in this instance he didn't do anything wrong but the dolly incident and all that i had said before it was horrible I hated what he did. You fight in the cage. We're not fucking barbarians, thugs. Listen, you fight in the cage and that's where you settle your business. And that's how it has been and that's how it should be. Cut this getting out of the cage shit. I can't stand it. I really hope they suspend Khabib. I really hope they set an example here and they make him learn because they should. But I know they won't. There's no doubt in my mind Khabib's going to end up fighting Ferg or they're going to try to, I mean, McGregor throw up an Instagram immediately saying he wants another fight. I don't know why he would want another fight because 
I think the outcome would be the same, but I don't know, man. I, it, all in all, it could have been a great night for MMA, and it, and it turned out being horrible. And it's all because of a couple of selfish guys' actions, and it's really, really stupid. By the way, hated Khabib's apology. Hated Khabib's apology because it goes out there and it's oh the one the I don't know why everybody don't talk about about me jump over cage. I don't know why. You want to know why? Because it's a fucking disgrace, Khabib. Because you're a dick. Because you represent a company. Because you represent something bigger than yourself. And you fucking tarnished it. You tarnished the legacy you were trying to create. You dipshit. My good god, it's aggravating. It is aggravating. And then he says, what do you want me to do? The guy talks about my family, all that. Well, you choked him out, bro. You, you took his belt. You made him look like a bitch. You won. Oh, all right. That's, that's my <laughs> UFC 229 thoughts. Um, sorry about getting fired up there, but my good God, that was pissing me off. I'll do a little, little bit of Bruins here as well. Um, the Bruins lost 7 to nothing to the Capitals with Tuka Rask in net. I didn't think after game one we were going to start having these questions about our goalie. I thought we were going to get halfway through the season and then this was going to start. But apparently this is where we're at again. Oh, my God. In my in my old podcast, I talked about, oh, can Tuca help us contend? We're back to it because, my Lord, my Lanta, within one minute we were down to nothing before you could blink. You cannot give... The other team who has every reason to want to lose their mind. They just won the cup. The banner's going up. Ovi's losing his mind. He's got a twinkle in his eye. He's probably half drunk. Everybody on the team was lubed up, ready to go. You can't give him a reason to flip the fuck out. And, and Tuca gave him two reasons within a, less than a minute. So that game was screwed. Whatever happened after that really doesn't matter. Because when you blow a lead, when you give him a lead like that and you give him the opportunity to, to put you down, that, that's what you get. Then the next time we play, it's against the Sabres, and everybody's terrified, and I kind of knew we were going to do what we were going to do. We went for it another with Halak and Net. Keep, no, keep in mind now, Buffalo is not Washington. But I'm going to tell you right now, Buffalo is not horrible. I'm going to tell you right now that Halak made some saves, some breakaway saves that, if he, that I don't know if Tuka does. He made some big saves. He did his job. He pitched a shutout, man. Like, you, I don't know what you want me to tell you. And it's aggravating that when I hear stats like Tuka Rask, 1-11 against the Caps and all this crap, and I'm just like, that's our number one guy. That is our $7.5 million goalie, and we're going to have to start looking at who our opponent is? Looking at who our opponent is? My good God, like, he's not David Price level, but he's thinking about it. He's thinking about it. My good God, I can't stand it. Back to this. Now, this is my biggest problem with the Bruins as of this year. We don't have enough of a sample size. We've only had two games, uh, but we're we're currently in our in our third game right now at home, which I wish that I was at, but I, I'm not. So, this is my biggest issue with with what I think the Bruins need to do going forward. I think the biggest thing that killed us last year against Tampa was our biggest strength actually throughout the whole year, our first line, it's too much firepower with pasta Bergeron Martian, great first line, but we didn't get that second guy. We didn't get John Tavares in the off season. All right. So you need to break up the power. You need to break up the offense because 
in that Capitals game, the only line that kind of did anything, which that I mean, saying that they did anything is an overstatement because they, they didn't do anything. But the Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak line was the only one that was trying to get it going. So you just have to break that up. I think maybe you put Pasta with Krejci. I saw them in Worlds. I saw them. They have a chemistry, man. They have a chemistry. Utilize that. I really think that they should utilize that. So change up the lines a little bit, I would say. And Tuca, he's going to be a question all year, isn't he? I don't know. I might hit up my buddy. He might be at the garden right now. I might hit up Duff and see if he's at the garden right now. See if we can get a live look inside the TD garden for the Bruins. Let me check this out. Yo, Yo, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on, man? I got Duff. We got the jester on. Big mouth, small words, sports talk. The Bruins are back. What's it like in the garden back. right now? It's uh, it's actually pretty good. You know, fans could be a little more rowdy, but I mean, solid first home game. Yeah, I mean, it's a day game. Yeah, I'm not there. Weird day game. What are they supposed to do? <laughs> the struggle's <laughs> real. The struggle is real. So, yeah, in my opinion, we had to – well, I mean, me and you both knew we had to get out to a good start because we were a little afraid of what Rask would do. Bergeron yep. did that. What was that like in the garden when he scored the first one quick? Uh, first one quick, place went nuts. I'm sure. I mean, it's also it's also Bergeron. I mean, everybody loves him. Yeah, I mean, first first game, Char got the first goal, captain. And then the first home game, Bergeron gets the first goal. I like it. Assistant, you know, that's how we roll. I like it. So, Bergie got two. Pasta. How's Pasta look? He got two assists in the first. Oh, he's moving. I mean, that whole first line, like, those guys are going nuts. They're going nuts? Yeah, those guys are moving. I mean, definitely out skating the Sens. All right. So, so my next question has to be, how does Rask look? Because it's hard for me to know listening to it on the radio. I mean, he's actually playing solid right now, but he's also playing out of his mind because he knows his job's on the line. That's true. That's a fair point. Halak did very good in the last game, so he absolutely has to step it up. So he's made some big saves. What What do you think is going to happen in the third, man? So we got we got McAvoy's done pretty well. Bergey, Pasta, Marshy's got an assist. So the first line's crushing it, right? What about everybody else? I mean, they're all. I mean, first line's always crushing it. Second line is still solid lineup. I mean, that's a that's definitely a solid line. But I mean, third and fourth line. They're holding it together. I mean, they're not they're not collapsing. They're not dying out there. But, I mean, it sounds like point. Bacchus has been doing well from what I've been listening to. I haven't been able to listen a lot, but it sounds like Bacchus is uh, getting it going with Bjork. Oh, he's throwing the body. It's classic Bacchus. I like, I like that a lot. All right. So, all in all, it's a good game. What, what What's the score right now? 3-2. It's 3-2 us. Yeah. What do you think? I got to ask you to end it because I'm going to let you go have your fun. What do you think? What's your prediction for the final score, and what do we need to happen in order to take home the W? I mean, they got to come out quick in the third, score another one. I'd say first first five, first five minutes of the third, we got to score another one. It's like the Sens are almost going to lull you to sleep and then get a goal on you so we can't back down off them. All right, what do you think, final score? I'm thinking it's going to be 5-2 with an empty netter. 
Five two with I like that. So you think we smoke them in the third? I'm into it. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, go have fun. I'll talk to you. All right, man. Later. Later, bro. All right, so we went over a lot in this one. I gave you my Boston Red Sox take. I'm thinking we're going to win game three, by the way, so throw that up there. Um, UFC 229, I gave you a little recap of a couple of the fights, McGregor, Khabib thoughts, all that. We talked about the Bruins. Boston Bruins are back. I even had my buddy Duff give you a rundown of what it's like at the TD Garden right now. We're actually up 4-2. to two. Duff was right, man. He said that we had the energy. He said in order for us to win the third, we're going to have to come in, score in the first five minutes. We've done that. It is four to two. If we end up winning five to two with an empty netter, he fucking nailed it. I'm just going to go with we won. Um, so the only thing I'm not going to get to, because I'm not going to give you like a 30 plus minute podcast, is uh, the NFL who's real and who's fake. This is a segment I'm going to be doing. I don't know every week, but I'm most certainly going to be doing it maybe every other week because there's a lot of teams that are at a a top of their division that might not end up being there at the end. And I think I know which ones and I think I want to go over all that. So next podcast you're going to be getting is who's real, who's fake. I might throw that in with the Thursday night football. So uh, you got that to look forward to. Sorry that uh, you haven't heard from me in five days. I won't go another five days away from you guys. Thank you for listening to Big Mouth Small Words Sports Talk Podcast. The best. Until next time.